portion of God's Word that we'll spend a few minutes considering this morning comes from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 21. As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethphage on the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and at once you will find a donkey tied there with her colt by her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, tell him that the Lord needs them, and he will send them right away. This took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet. Say to the daughter of Zion, See, your king comes to you, gentle and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. The disciples went and did as Jesus had instructed them. They brought the donkey and the colt, placed their cloaks on them, and Jesus sat on them. Very large crowds spread their cloaks on the road, while others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds that went ahead of him and those that followed shouted, Hosanna to the Son of David! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord! Hosanna in the highest! This is the Gospel of our Lord. Let's pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts Be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Eulogies have begun to be expected in our culture. When you go to a funeral and and someone stands up to say a few words about the person who has died, you expect a eulogy. And and even if you don't know what the word eulogy means, you know what you're expecting. You're not expecting the person to stand up and trash the person who's just died. You're expecting them to stand up and speak good words about the person who has died. That's what the word eulogy means. Good word. Oi in Greek is good. Logos is word. Oi, logos. Good word. In fact, what you just heard happen in Matthew's Gospel, Hosanna to the Son of David, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Oi, legeo, blessed is he. Having been eulogized is he. Good words are being spoken about this one who comes in the name of the Lord, this Son of David, this King. People are saying good things about him. And understandably so. At the very end of Matthew chapter 20, the the verse immediately preceding our text for today, we hear some incredible words. Jesus had just healed the eyes of two blind men in Jericho. Take a listen to what happens after he heals them. Jesus had compassion on them and touched their eyes. Immediately they received their sight and followed him. So, So Jesus, the day before, is down in Jericho. He's about to head up to Jerusalem to celebrate the Passover. And in Jericho, he heals the eyes of these two blind men. They follow him. Do you think they were saying good things about Jesus? Do you think they were saying good words about Jesus? Oh, I I think probably. When the crowds were gathered around Jesus, praising him, do you think some of the people in that crowd heard from the blind people who had just been healed? 
you think part of the reason for their celebration was the fact that they were talking to the men whose eyes had been opened? I wouldn't be surprised at all. Good words were being spoken about Jesus. And interestingly enough, when they arrive from Jericho, that long journey, they end up in a little village right outside of Jerusalem called Bethany. The town where Mary and Martha and Lazarus lived, and they have a little meal there when they arrive. And you know who's there? Lazarus. Because just a few weeks earlier, less than a month earlier, Jesus had called to the dead man. The man Lazarus dead four days, and he came out of his grave. And now he's sitting at the table with Jesus. But we're told in the section of John's Gospel right before Palm Sunday that meanwhile a large crowd of Jews found out that Jesus was there at Mary and Martha's house and came not only because of him, but also to see Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. So the chief priests made plans to kill Lazarus as well, for on account of him, many of the Jews were going over to Jesus and putting their faith in him. So do you think as they ride into Jerusalem the next morning, do you think Lazarus is there? Do you think Mary and Martha are there? Do you think all the people who were at the meal, all the Jews who came out to Bethany, to see Jesus, to see Lazarus? Do you think they were there? I think so. These miracles, just these two that we're focusing on today, they're amazing. The last few weeks we've been looking at all these miracles that Jesus performed, proving who he is, the son of David, the, the promised Messiah, the son of God. These things actually happened. And this Palm Sunday account is so vivid because the people speaking good words about Jesus were impacted by him. They were the people whose eyes had been opened. They were Lazarus who was raised from the dead. They were people who were there, who saw the miracles, who knew the people who had been impacted by Jesus, maybe who had been impacted themselves. These things, these words that they were saying about Jesus, they had been touched in a very real way, a very tangible way. These were not myths. These were not legends. These were not fantastic stories. These things actually happened. The two blind men were, were there. Lazarus was there. It was all very real. You ever forget that? Do the accounts of Holy Week the miracles of Jesus, perhaps for some of you, accounts that you've heard over and over and over again, do they ever become stories? Do they ever become tales, legends, myths that are kind of hard to believe? Beautiful stories, stories that bring you comfort because you've heard them over and over again, but just stories? Not reality. If we're not careful, it's really not all that difficult for that to happen. You know, during this crazy time, movie theaters are closed. You, you can't go to a movie theater. So a lot of the production companies that had been releasing movies into the theaters, they're now releasing movies directly to your home. The movies that were in the theaters when they got closed down and movies that were about to be released, even released now, they're all available on your TV right now. you got to pay movie theater prices, but people are watching them. 
why are people watching movies? Why do people ever like to watch movies? But especially during challenging times like this, why do people like movies? Well, they're an escape from reality. It's an opportunity to check out for a while. As soon as the, the, the lights start and the sound is blaring and the opening credits roll, you can check out for a little while. You can enter into this fantasy world. Sometimes kind of lose yourself in a movie, forgetting that it's not real. But then what happens? The, the movie ends back to reality. The virus is still impacting our lives. Does that ever happen when you leave church or, or when you stop watching the, the videos? Does that ever happen? Maybe an hour or two hours after you, you sat and listened to a sermon, an hour or two hours after you read God's Word, after you considered what it was, all it was that Jesus endured for you, for me? Does it ever just fade away? into the categories of myths and legends, almost as if it never happened at all. Don't let that happen this Holy Week. Don't let the accounts of Jesus' miracles, don't let the accounts of his suffering and his death and his resurrection fall in to the ranks of legend. It's real. This all actually happened. The way the gospel accounts read reminds us of that fact over and over again. I mentioned earlier when, when Jesus healed Lazarus. Well, you might remember that right after Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead, he had to leave. The, the Jews wanted him dead. I want you to listen to what John's gospel records immediately after Jesus left the place where he raised Lazarus from the dead. It says, they, they drove him to a region near the desert to a village called Ephraim where he stayed with his disciples. The details there are fantastic. But where did he go? He didn't just leave. He went to the desert region to a, to a village called Ephraim to a very real place. And there he stayed with his disciples. Until just a short time later, he and his disciples headed back to Jerusalem to celebrate the Passover. And where'd they go? To Jericho. To a very real town, 800 feet below sea level. And they took an 18-mile journey on a very real road, a road that you could walk today uphill to Jerusalem. 2,500 feet above sea level. 18 miles uphill, 3,300 feet. How'd you like to make that trip? Well, these two blind men made it with Jesus. They traveled eight, nine hours walking uphill, and then they arrived in Bethany. And they had a meal with, with Mary and Martha and Lazarus and, and a whole bunch of other people. They ate real food. And then they rode into Jerusalem. And real people shouted Hosanna to the son of David. Having been eulogized is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. A few short days after that, Jesus celebrated the Passover with his disciples. As God's chosen people had done for 1,500 years. He celebrated the Passover, remembering that time when God had actually brought the people of Israel out of Egypt. 
when they had walked through the Red Sea, when their firstborn were spared. They remembered real events. When God had actually saved his people. And there at that Passover meal, Jesus instituted another meal, a meal that you and I miss very much right now where he gave us a piece of bread and a little cup of wine that in a miraculous way that we cannot understand is also his own body and his own blood given and poured out for you and for me for the forgiveness of all of our sins. I pray we could celebrate that meal together again one day soon. And then on on Good Friday, he, he actually died. Jesus' very real heart that had supplied his body with blood for 33 very real years stopped beating. His lungs stopped breathing. His brain stopped functioning. It actually happened. He died. His lifeless body was laid in a tomb. A tomb that he burst forth from just three days later. This isn't myth. This is real. This all really happened. I want you this Holy Week to to listen to the good words that were spoken about Jesus by very real people who were praising him for the very real things that he had done. Savor the details. So that when you see him eating the, the Passover meal with his disciples and instituting the Lord's Supper, when you see him suffering awful, awful things, when you see him dying the death that I deserve, the death that you deserve for our sins, when you see him alive again on Easter Sunday, you'll remember this really happened. This is real. Savor the details. Look for the details given to us in the Gospels. The details which assure us this really is God's Son. Come to save his people from their sins. Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Amen.